0: Hello everyone, my name is Angelica Waters, and I just wanted to take the time to reintroduce myself and explain the reason and purpose behind my podcast, Heal. This podcast will be dedicated to that person that is ready to accept their hurt, their pain, their illness, or mental health issue, and turn that process of exception into a healing triumph as a young black woman living in a world with so much pressure. I dealt with trauma that hindered my growth process until I came into the power of acceptance and I called that my starting point to heal. Once I embarked in my journey of healing, I was able to reconnect with my true self, now stronger and wiser. I am ready to share my journey and allow others to share their healing journey by allowing my podcast to be a safe place. Healing is a journey and you shouldn't have to heal alone. If you are ready to take your life back, this podcast is just for you. Now let's heal. And
1: blessings, family, and welcome back to another episode of Heal with Angelica Waters podcast, where we discuss all things healing. And on today's episode, I have a guest joining me today, writer, entrepreneur, and digital creator, Alice Charismatic, as we'll be discussing today's topic, The Love Value, 50 Conversations for Every Relationship that Needs Healing. Alex, I'm so excited to have you on the show today. Thank you so much for joining me. How are you?
2: Thank you for having me once again. (laughs) I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. How you feel?
1: I feel great. Thank you for asking. (laughs) Um, Now, before we get started on today's amazing topic, do you mind letting us know just a little bit more about you?
2: Yes, so um, digital creator, uh, semi-entrepreneur, trying to go full entrepreneur, Um, based out of Houston, Texas. I do some writing on my free time, and uh, yeah, just trying to take it day by day, man, and and, you know, live life to the best of my abilities, and um, make sure that I'm staying on my dean. Yes,
1: I love it. Thank you, thank you. Now, let's get started on today's topic, The Love Value, which is a book you wrote about 50 conversations for every relationship that needs healing. In relationships, cultivating, I'm sorry, in relationships, cultivating the fine art of asking questions opens up communication. Our genuine questions show interest in the value that we have for our partner's experiences. That brings me to my first question for you, Alex. Why is proper communication
2: in a relationship necessary? Why is it necessary? Uh, Well, you know, if we think about it, I don't think, I think this is something that should be taught um, first by our parents. But, like, Mm -hmm. if we think about it, when we go to school, in elementary school, we wasn't taught how to properly communicate and resolve our issues, Mm
0: -hmm.
2: you know? Um, I think that could be something that could be within the curriculum, you know what I mean, of how to properly communicate with one another and resolve issues. Like, if you get into a, a fight at school, they just kick you out of school for three days, you know what I'm saying, or however they do it now, but... They just kick you out and then you go home, you sit there, and then you come back, and that's it. Or they, you know, send you to ISS or, um, which is in school suspicion. But communication is important because that's the doorway of all understanding. So I, I think that's why it's important to sum up everything and make it real short and sweet communication is the doorway to all understanding. I mean, what everything is communication, body language, um, words. Even we got visual communication, the, the way you see things and the way you interpret it. That's a form of communication, I believe. I was actually reading this book. I cannot remember the name of the book, but um, I was reading this book, and it was talking about how words... They was breaking down words. And so what a, a word is made up of letters. Mm-hmm. Letters are made up of sound. Sound is made up of frequencies. So if I'm not liking the way you said something, I'm not liking the tone, the frequency that is in. And so I, I know, like, we spoke, you know, before we got on the podcast, as I told you, like, one of my beliefs is that I don't believe in arguing. I don't even believe like a conversation should even get to that point. Mm-hmm. Because when you're arguing, that means it's kind of like little to no understanding in that moment. So communication is uh, the doorway to all understanding.
1: Absolutely. And I did I answer that? Yes, you did. I love it. Thank you for that. That's, that's That was beautiful. That, yeah, definitely the doorway to uh, understanding communication because if you don't have the proper communication how are you going to understand what it is that your pur- that, what it is that your partner i'm sorry need or want out of the relationship so right <laughs> right that's right absolutely so i want us to get a little bit into it more about your book the 50 conversations the love value do you mind letting our audience know like exactly what was it that sparked your idea for this book?
2: I want to be honest. It it wasn't a thing to where like, oh, I want to write a book. I want to Mm -hmm. be an author. It it really came from me crying like nights at a time. Um, Just looking at our people and how we, like proper communication styles and how we struggle with commun- with communication and with inside of our relationships like what really hit home for me is just seeing um what my mom has gone through in her relationships and what I've gone through in my relationships like that's what really I, I believe God put it on my spirit to have that desire to want to make a change mm. And so from that desire to want to make a change within my own self and with um, within our community, that's what sparked the interest to say, okay, man, I want to give back. You know, I want to give my pers- perspective and my insight on how I believe a relationship should be because I believe a relationship should be heaven on earth. Mm. That's really my belief, you know what I mean, and like yeah. if it's not heaven on earth, then what are we doing? like what are we in this for? and so the questions that's in that book is very hard questions, it's mm-hmm. very hard questions, like you're gonna have to come to reality with these questions, you know what I mean, and um. If, if someone reads it at the bottom, they'll notice, like, the psychology behind asking that question. You know what I mean? So, the interest started from just going through hurt and pain, to be honest. Mm,
0: I
1: love it. I love it. Thank you for that. <laughs> now, do you believe that you could base one's value from the 50 questions that are asked in this book. What do you
2: mean by value?
1: As far as you asking your partner or significant other or someone that you are planning on dating, just off these questions, do you believe that you can see one's value?
2: Of course. (laughs) It's the love value. (laughs) It's the measurement. (laughs) Of course. like, that's why I suggest, you know, everybody, everyone that, like, watches this um, podcast to check it out for yourself and see how do you measure up to it.
0: Ooh.
2: You know what I mean? <sighs> I mean, it's, it's like 50-something questions in there. So how do you measure up to it? What's your perspective on it? Mm-hmm. So you can definitely get the value of your own self and the value of another person. Just by studying it because it's really a, a study guide mm. It's really a study guide because if you was to ask those questions to somebody today and they'll give you an answer and you ask those same questions to that same person five years from now, their answers may change mm-hmm. So it's really a study guide and um with time, hopefully our value, within our inner self increases. And I I think that's a good point. When your value increases within yourself, then your relationships change for the better.
1: Ooh. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> it's
2: true. It's
1: true.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yes. Like, wouldn't you agree? Doesn't that make sense?
1: Yeah, it makes perfect sense. It makes
2: perfect sense. You elaborate. Why do you think it makes sense?
1: I mean, it makes sense to me because, I mean, you have to understand what comes out of being able to ask these questions and you have to, to me, I feel like it all starts with you. So you have to always go back to checking within, within yourself. So even though you ask these questions to your partner, look at yourself, do you, do you measure up? to these same values as it, that, that you're asking for. Right. So, start right. so turning inward. Cause I'm, you know, I'm all about, not all about it, but you know, I, I believe in manifestation and I believe like the like, life and you know, what you put out is what you get back. So, you know, as you're asking your partner these serious questions before wanting to get in a relationship, it's also, like you said, a study guide for yourself to see, you know, do you
2: measure up to these
0: questions as well? So right. <laughs> I,
1: all like you, I like how you went back with me. Said, "See how I thought about that." <laughs> yeah,
2: of course. It all starts with self. Mm-hmm. It all starts with self, like, and just a proper realization of um, of how you view yourself, because a lot of what we're seeing right now in our community and I think you would attest to this, is that within the Black community, it's kind of like we had this attitude of, I don't need you.
0: Okay. You know
2: what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, especially in the music, we can hear that, you know what I mean? That for the female rappers, they talking about how they don't need a man. Yeah. And then for the male rappers, they talking about how they don't need such and such and so and so or they got plenty of such-and-such and, such and so-and-so. Mm-hmm. I mean, so with that attitude of I don't need you and we don't need each other, that leaves a broken people. So yes. when we start to learn that, hey, you know what? I actually do need you. I actually do need to treat you with some dignity and some respect. Mm-hmm. Then we would... We will see a paradigm. We will see a shift, a change. Like we say, okay, the nation can rise no higher than this woman. Well, how do the woman view herself? Mm. Right. How How does she view herself? Do, do she view herself as a a bad being? Well, if you calling yourself a bee, you really can't get mad at me calling you a bee. Yeah. Well, hey. You get what I'm saying? Like come you on, we gotta be fair. It. Let's be fair. I like That's to be nice. fair. You get what I'm saying? And so if the woman is viewing herself in a positive way and to a higher standard, then we have no choice but to respect that. Mm-hmm. It all circles back around to self and to the woman, for real. If we if we really like respected our women like how we... Say we respect our mothers, we would probably have little to no problems.
1: I believe it. Yeah. I believe it. <laughs> Thank you for that. Thank you for that. I love how you went in on that because um, you know, as a woman, you know, I you know, I see it all the time as hell, you know. We say we want these things from our men, but how do we look at ourselves as women? You know, like, what are like, are we really putting in that effort to get the respect that we think that we deserve? You know? Let me.
2: You right. Let me ask you a question. Do you think women that's in our age group, women in society today in general, do you think women are understanding? Um, the importance of how they should view men. Because I ask that because, like, when I read books from women authors, I learn mm-hmm. about myself as a man. Mm-hmm. The more I study women, the more I learn about me. It's, oh. it's like it's like that opposites attract type of thing. So when I read upon Queen fool right, I read some of her books or um, just different female authors and get the woman's perspective, mm-hmm. I learn like, wow, I need to change this about me as a man. I need to update this about myself. I need, this is what women looking for? Okay. This is what women need. Let me tap into that. You know what I mean? Let me right. tap into that. So like for you, from your perspective, do you feel like women are knowing what? Men need?
1: No. They don't know what I, I don't I believe that like you said earlier, like we have became um we have became programming this mindset as if you don't need a man. Um I'm not gonna sit and say I don't need a man. I, I need women. You know, to balance me out. Just like, right. you know, we gotta understand why we were created, to balance each other out. Like so I think based off just society in general and is what uh, society has portrayed on our women, then, it's a big, big misunderstanding of how to be a woman to a man. Because we think that we can do it every, we can do it all by ourselves, and we don't need a man. You know, like we can pay our own bills, take care of our own children. Like, no, that that's completely wrong.
2: So, yeah. You
1: know, I I. I and it's know, like it's, it's like yo. You,
2: who taught you that?
1: Society. Right. <laughs> right. Society. society. So society. society. And society, I'm not going to lie. And some of our, you know, I ain't going to say, you know, I'm being honest. Like, you know, our parents, you know, yeah. you know, you've seen, like, you know, there's a lot of single moms out here. So you've seen your moms. I don't know about your mom nothing, anything like that but like if your mom was single a single mom you see a single mom in general you just be like dang like they did everything by themselves they independent then that's how i'm a girl that's how i'm gonna and Mm. in a way that that's that that shows itself within you know that child when that child grows up and how they act in their relationship you know so yeah
2: the roles have been reversed because the way you was describing it, the picture that popped up in my mind is that that's a masculine role. If you're taking care of a child all by yourself and you want to be strong, you want to be independent, that's kind of masculine. You know what I mean? It's like you, you're taking on things that you shouldn't be doing by yourself. So now you have to put in more power, more effort. You have to do way more things. To uh, to play out that role,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and you have to kind of like get into your masculinity. You know what I mean? Because like men, we have masculine energy, and we have estrogen as well. Women, y'all have estrogen, and y'all have testosterone as well. So it is possible for y'all to tap into that um that masculinity, and you know, if society has taught you to be that way, to be, you know, independent and to do it all by yourself and you don't need the man. Matter of fact, kick him out your house.
1: Matter of fact, like Matter of fact. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and that and that's and that's where the that's where the broken homes come in. That's where like all the problems happen at because I believe that especially in the especially um, the power that a black man and black woman has just being together and how they can co-create and then create you know the other beautiful guys like it's 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 such a it's such a beautiful powerhouse with a man and woman together um, I believe that society doesn't want to see that so and it's funny how you brought up um, feminine like feminine energy and negative. Like we all got both sides. However, you see how the roles are being reversed. Like no, I feel as if once when that time comes, I find me my mate. I want to be able to be able to be in my feminine energy. I don't want to feel like I have to be doing doing a man's job.
2: Right. You know?
1: But you know, it's <sighs> you went in deep with that. I I, I definitely understand.
2: <laughs> it's a lot to it, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I want to yeah. say one more thing, you know, before you continue. Go you ahead. Know, mm-hmm. This is really on my heart. I want to say this, and I don't mean no disrespect at all by this, but like, I really hope that one day we will all get out of the mindset of, you know, if this man uh, does me wrong one time, <laughs> that I'm going to just leave him and know more of him and forget him. Okay, fine. If that's what you choose to do, you have every right to do that. Mm-hmm. But I, I, since I'm really trying to help my people stay together, yeah, I don't think that's the best way to go about doing it. If this man is a really good guy, and he slipped up one time. Maybe two. Are you really going to say, you know what? Get your stuff out. Pack your bags. Take the children with you. <laughs> uh, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, Come on, man. Now you're going to put the court in our life. and That's too much going on, man. I'd rather us resolve our issues on our own.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: If it's therapy, if it's counseling that we need to go to, let's do that. So... That's all I wanted to say. I kind of want to throw that out there. Because, well, you know, a lot of women. Out here. Huh? <laughs> so I'm glad you threw that out there. Yeah. Like, man, that's unrealistic. Now you mm-hmm. single again. By yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Now, and, but uh, I'm yeah. not saying, you know, let this man take advantage of you. I'm not I'm not saying that. I'm just saying think about it. Be more realistic. Try everything else before you get to kicking this man out of your house
1: and letting it go, let the relationship go. Um,
2: if he's a that's
1: good, what, yeah, that and it's funny you brought that up. They kind of brought me back to the uh episode I had with brother Nuri when he said, like, you write a list out of you know what it is that you want in your mate or something like that, and if it's like five out of ten, like, good, like, if it's like None. Then okay, be done with them. But I just feel like because of the child, the childhood trauma, and I believe, I believe that since we, as adults, have portrayed the narrative of our parents and their marriages of what they got, we have been subconsciously picking up habits that are harmful to where we believe I won't say it's harmful either. It's just the fact that we don't know how to give good discernment in regards to what it is that we want from a man or a woman, man, your man or your woman, like because like, if it is, if it is, if I think it's a way to be, it's a way to be guarded. Like, that's what women do. Like, okay, you know i've been hurt so many times like he do one thing i'm not about to like i don't care what it is right. one little thing It's and it's okay but then again it's not because even if you do mess up men you know and women we're not perfect we're striving to be perfect each and every day but based off what based off the foundation you and your partner has built is it worth throwing it away
2: is it worth it? it? Yeah. Is it worth
1: yeah.
2: it? Mm-hmm. I like what you said. Discernment. You got to have a discernment. So we got to bring the spiritual part into this. Because the only way you can really grow in discernment is if you grow closer to God, if you believe mm-hmm. in God. You know what I mean? As if you believe in a higher a higher power. So if you believe in a higher power, he can be the one to uh, give you that discernment. There you go. To let you know, like, okay, is this worth is 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 this worth throwing years and years away because it is one mistake?
1: You're right. I like that. And and as we're talking about this, this brought me to a few questions that I have for you. This is also in your uh, this also in your book. Um, Now, do you think? trust could be rebuilt with someone that has lied.
2: So, yeah, that's one of the questions in the book. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So for me, I'm a very honest person. Like, very honest. And I gotta make it personal now. So like, well, did you make that question personal or are you just asking in a general sense? I
1: mean, answer it the best you feel like needs to be answered. I love okay. hearing... I'm going to give both. Out, so, yeah, go I'm
2: ahead. A, <laughs> I'm going to give both. So I think for me personally, uh, do I think trust can be rebuilt um, with a person that has lied to me? Uh... It depends on how many times they've lied. So I can understand, like, if we're just starting out Mm -hmm. and we're getting to know one another and I ask you a question and you kind of lie about it, you know, tell a little lie. And I, you know, by the time I come around to that same question and you give me a different answer, like, I would have known that you lied about that. Uh, it depends on how big the lie is for me personally. It mm. depends on how big the lie is, and then um, how often is this? Is this something that you continuously to do? Yes. Now, if if I find out that you lied to me, I'm gonna tell you, hey, you don't have to do that. You know, I'm gonna let the person know like you don't have to lie to me. You could be open and honest because i'm open and honest i want us to have heaven on earth and before we get to heaven we got to go through hell first
1: Mm.
2: you know so yeah we got to go through hell first so there's really no point in you lying to me that's if you trying to get to heaven just like how i am You get what I'm saying? Because you're living in this false reality when you lie. So for me personally, it depends on if they're going to continue to do that and how big it is. And so when you say, can we rebuild something? You can't build anything on falsehood.
0: Oh, my God.
2: You can't build anything (laughs) good on falsehood. So we got to be truthful and honest here. And honesty hurts sometimes. It
0: does.
2: You know what I mean? But it's really, really good at the end of the day because now you give yourself and that other person the freedom to make a choice on whether they want to continue or not.
1: Yeah. You know? Mm
2: -hmm. So that's me personally. You know what I mean? I can, I can, I can rebuild trust with a person that has lied to me before, but I can't b- rebuild trust that with a person that continues to keep lying.
1: Exactly. There yeah. you go.
2: It don't work like that.
1: <laughs> no, it doesn't. Yeah, it, it don't work
2: like that. It don't work <laughs> like that over there. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna give you the grace. I'm gonna give you the grace to tell me one lie, maybe two, but uh after I didn't explain to you that I'm a little bit different, you can be a, a lot more open with me. Mm-hmm. And you continue to do that, then I'm gonna just take that for what it is, and I'm not gonna trust you. Yeah. You know, Ooh,
1: so. That's deep. I think somebody needed to hear that.
2: Yeah, yeah, Almost. yeah, yeah. Somebody. <laughs> <knew this>. Somebody. <laughs> needs
1: to hear yes, that. yes, yes, yes. So we're going to uh, go ahead and narrow, narrow uh, this down a little bit. But I had a few more questions. I just wanted to know. Um, this is a big one. What are your thoughts on sex before
2: commitment? Yeah, that is a good one. All
1: right.
2: <laughs> so as, as a man, I do understand that men we have um a tendency to fall into our temptations. I think for women it's is probably a little bit easier for them to like restrain themselves. Yeah. For men we kind of fall into temptation more, I believe. But I think it's a good thing for both parties to withstand from sex um before marriage. I think it's healthy for us men to, if I could be frank, like if I could be honest and real, there's power in semen. And so when you let go of that by releasing, that takes away the man's energy. And so I believe it's like a scientific fact that when you are able to withhold it and keep that discipline, it gives your spirit and mind more power, more ability to focus on the things you need to focus on.
0: Mm.
2: Because to be honest, like a woman can be a distraction to a man that's, um, trying to like be on his purpose. And so if we're out, Playing with women, chasing them around, trying to have sex with them without any purpose behind that, Mm
0: -hmm. then
2: we we're failing. We're we're failing ourselves as a man, and we're failing that woman because if a child comes up out of that, and we wasn't ready, then now there's problems.
1: Yeah,
2: you know. So, I think it's really a good thing for both parties to withstand and i'm I'm speaking from experience. It ain't like I ain't just talking. I'm speaking from experience like <laughs> me. I've had women for sure, and I'm definitely not a virgin and so I've learned with time and with experience to like say to myself, "You know what withstanding is is better. That's what I find, yeah." That's what I find. It gives me more focus. I'm not, because, like, men, and I, too, can speak on this from experience. I used to think that sex didn't affect men, but it does. Mm. I used to think, like, we could just have sex with any woman we want to and not be in our emotions, and, you know what I mean? We can just do whatever, and it won't affect us, like, how it affects the woman. But it does affect us. It does affect us. Whether we realize it or not, it does affect us. And it only, it's only until you stop having sex, those thoughts will come into your mind of, like, just different creative ideas. You start learning about yourself way more when you're not giving yourself to somebody sexually because sex is a, is a spiritual thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You, you're definitely sharing your energy with another person you're definitely giving yourself to another person and so if you' giving yourself to the wrong individual you're depleting yourself spiritually oh. you know so my thoughts on sex before marriage I believe we all should get enough discipline and wait. That's not to say we won't ever slip up, but I think that we should definitely pray more, fast more, and get enough strength to say, you know what? I'm good. I'm chilling. Like, I'm I'm good. I'm chilling. I'm not doing that. I'm focusing on me. I'm trying to better me. And when I better me, I'm going to attract somebody that's like myself, and we're going to become a powerful couple together. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love it oh my god that was be definitely something that, need, that needed to be discussed
2: um, yeah so my message definitely. to the men out there hey, amen uh, try to chill out for a couple of days try to chill out for a couple of weeks a couple of months and see how you start to feel it's okay to not have sex. You don't have to be on every woman. You don't got to do that. You don't got to try to chase down every woman you see. It's so it's okay. I know that, you know, the way we're brought up and taught as men is kind of delusional. You know, we we think that uh it's perfectly fine and healthy to have multiple sex partners. Mm-hmm. But man, you know what? To me you're even more solid when you can deny sex as a man. That's way more respectable to a woman when she see that you, you don't have to have sex with her.
1: Way more respect, respectable and way more attractive. Come on. Like, to be able to have that discipline. Like, ooh, Lord, you said no to me.
0: Okay, well then, all right.
2: Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, it's it's attractive. It's attractive, and I want to say this to the men too. Like, if a woman, if you say no to a woman, and she doesn't get turned on by that, that like turns her off, and she may think like like something wrong with you, or like she just get upset, then that's probably not the woman for you.
0: Mm.
1: Ooh. Why are you doing this, Alex? You're going? You you're
2: doing too much. So okay. please. I mean. To it ready to hear this. Okay. <laughs> hopefully somebody will get something from this. You know what I mean? And I'm just trying to let, you know, higher power speak through me.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: For real. Because it's, it's a lot for us to grow. It's a lot for us to grow. So we got to get deep.
1: (laughs) I love it. I love it. Oh, my gosh. That was amazing. Alex, thank you so much for elaborating on that. And I also want to thank my healing tribe for joining us today.
2: We got one more question, right?
1: I don't know. I mean, it was.
2: The soulmate question.
1: Oh, you want to get on the soulmate question?
2: Yeah, because there's a lot of people out there that believe in the soulmate thing. I, I kind of well, wanted to I'm, expound on it a little bit if I could.
1: Well, I'm sorry, audience. My my guest wants to talk about the soulmate. I did have that question. I did forget about it. So let's 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 talk about the soulmate. So, what does a soulmate look like to you? And what exactly should one be looking for?
2: Yeah. So. For me, for Alex, charismatic, for me personally, you know, of course, I can't speak for everybody. But for me personally, uh, a soulmate is uh, someone who matches my mindset, Mm. my heart and my spirit. So if I see that this person is on the same thought frequency as me and their heart is similar to my heart and their spirit is similar to my spirit, then that's a soulmate. We move in on one accord.
0: Oh.
2: There is very little difference in us. You know, there will be some differences for sure. Because, you know, no one is like exactly alike. But as long as we're very similar and we're moving on one accord, that's a soulmate. Now, each three of those things um mindset heart and spirit those three things could be like broken down into many other different compartments like we can get very very detailed with that but just those three i think that's that, that would be a soulmate to me and you can have multiple soulmates now just just because i don't think you're only limited to just one person because if you think about it, uh, most of us just didn't have sex with just one person. And our whole, in our lifetime, mm-hmm. you know, in our lifetime, it's been multiple people. So you liked multiple people. You know, some people fell in love with multiple people. You get mm-hmm. what I'm saying. And I I do understand that a soulmate is a little bit different. That's a person that you would want to marry. But even in marriage, like, some people got married once, twice, three times, four times. You know what I mean? So it's all about your perspective on what a soulmate is to you. But I do believe God is uh, capable of sending you someone else. Like, let's say your wife or your husband passed away. That was your soulmate, right? Let's say. But let's say they passed away. Well, now God needs to replenish you, you believe, right? You're asking God again for another one. Now God needs to go out and find you another what? Another soulmate. So I believe that soulmates doesn't have to be just limited to one person. As long as that person is matching your mindset, your heart, and your spirit, and y'all are uh, on one accord and striving for perfection, that's your soulmate.
1: Wow. I love that. I love that. That was deep. (laughs) You've been coming in deep with it, brother. I thank you so much for that.
2: (laughs) I thank you for allowing me to go go in this way
1: yeah yeah absolutely absolutely so again thank you again for joining me today alex and discussing this amazing topic the love value i would also like to give a special thank you to my amazing audience and healing Tribe for joining us today i pray this episode was informative and valuable to you all also, be sure to give us your feedback, share, and subscribe, and turn on your notifications so you don't miss out on any upcoming episodes on any of your favorite podcast stations and/or on my YouTube channel, here with Angelica Waters Podcast, to help get the message out to those in need of any. Also, if you are, if you or anyone you know is suffering from anxiety and depression, please join me in my twelve-week group coaching program where I work with you hands-on to combat your anxiety and depression and so much more. I guarantee life-changing results. Alex, before we end today's show, do you have any closing remarks for today's audience?
2: Yes, I do. Excuse me. I would say um, if there's anyone out there who's looking... For a change, and I believe all of us are looking for some type of change, whether it's mental, spiritual, physical. You know, we want to lose weight. We want to uh, grow in our finances. It can literally be anything. I would say find a source of strength. I believe that source of strength. The most powerful one is God. Hmm. Um, for somebody else, it may be something different. It may be a mentor. It may be, you know, Miss Angelica Waters, right? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So I would say find something. uh, Maybe you could find it in the love value, the book. But find something to where you can pull some source of energy from, some spirituality from, and grow on that uh, to get the results that you're looking for. And just keep elevating, you know, day by day. Try to incorporate positive things into your life, into your day, every day.
1: Yes, yes, yes. I love it, Alex. Thank you so much for that. I will also leave a uh, link in the description so you guys can connect with my brother, Alex, and check out his book, The Love Value, 50 Conversations. So again, I want to thank you all for joining us today, and we leave you guys as we came. Peace and blessings.
2: Thank you.